Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. And welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we celebrate the wonderful game of Keyforge, its community, and of course, we've got an exciting thing today. We are doing the real deep discovery, the real bit of Keyforge where we discover. Um, I am joined, I'm Ed, I'm joined by Zach. Hello, Ed. Wonderful to be here again with you, Mm -hmm. and I am holding... I'm holding something. Well, hold on. Now I'm holding it. <laughs> yeah. I'm holding something very special in my hand, Ed. Is it? Is it? Could it be? No. It's another Keyforge Winds of Exchange deck from Keyforge Celebration 2022. And I don't have any of these in my hands at the moment, and I'm not going to get them anytime soon. So this is the closest that I'm going to come. This is a deck discovery episode where we discover a new set. Zach, from the position of knowing all of the cards and a lot about the set and me from the position of being completely and utterly in the dark, with the exception of the 36 cards that I saw, plus a token (laughs) creature that I saw in our 37 cards, sorry, goodness, I can (laughs) never do a Keyforge Mastermind now, Um, that I saw in the last episode. So, uh, I'm excited to see another 37 plus a token creature today um, and to get more of a view of Winds of Exchange. And um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a windy one. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. This is my very last unopened deck from Celebration. Uh, and so we'll be opening them, uh, opening them, uh, looking at the token of course, because we've got that art on the back, and then uh, starting with a rare from each house, just flipping it over and going card by card as we go. Uh, and Ed will have the <laughs> the thrill of absolute discovery, and I'll give I'll give any context or explanations as I as I read the cards mm-hmm. out here. I'm really hoping for some merchants. Ooh, yeah. Oh, for the uh, merchant compacts of Equidon. Yeah, no. the new house. All right, really, let me see if I, I... can. No one's going to the call them moves. that, are they? Are they? No, are they? no. Everybody's just calling them Equidon. Okay, right. All right. Here's the opening box noise. Don't know how good that was. Okay, that was really good. That was a good box noise. Ed, you summoned oh! it. Oh, we got Equidon. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, um, Ed, Sweaty Zach is already happy. Okay, so you've got your favorite angry negative play experiences house. Um, <laughs> You've got. Uh, I will call NPE yeah. <laughs> as my house this turn. <laughs> You've got some uh, German thrash metal, um, and uh, you you've got some uh, some uh, yeah some merchants. Great. 
I, yes. What this could is possibly go wrong? <laughs> unfathomable Brobnar and Equidon. This uh, early reports are saying this is uh, the competitive house combination. Really? For the set. Yes. This is the combination uh, I went four and one on Tabletop Royale with, was this, this combination. Oh, uh, and we have uh, we have a token. We have a, it's a, a warrior and she's on top of a, uh, on top of a little cliff with a giant flaming axe. And I believe that token is actually called, called warrior. So let's uh, pop this open so we can start showing it to Ed and discovering it Oh, ourselves. yeah. I'm so excited. Okay, pulling the token out so Ed can see the token. This is, this is a fun one. This is a fun one. This is a four-power uh, token creature. It's a giant, and its text is, Warrior cannot reap unless there are no enemy creatures mm. in play. So that is Warrior's cost for being four power, which is a pretty big token. Okay. Pretty big token. That is a strong token, but also I imagine with Unfathomable in the set and a lot of fighty fighty creatures, you might just get in that position. Yes. Yes, that's the idea. So we'll see we'll see how much synergy uh warrior has with the rest of this deck here but uh it is my first warrior token in any deck i've opened and only my second brabnar i say my second brabnar token so i'm excited to see this one uh sydney steel took this to the uh to the archon sealed finals at keyforge celebration wow which was cool wow. a deck with warrior with the reference card on the back as well, another incredibly sensible choice um that's right can, can i just say like i am so humbled to have this game back again i'm so grateful <laughs> to have this game oh, back again that yeah a group of people went out of their way in the most out of their way way possible to buy it and to to resuscitate a game that um was um yeah wounded um i think as, as christian has said in the past mm. it's just it's just amazing it's amazing yes and the health of it now just look at it now Yes. Christian likened buying Keyforge to catching a falling knife. And if you've ever worked in a kitchen or been around a serious kitchen at home, do you know the conventional wisdom around falling knives, Ed? Um, don't catch them and yep. step away. <laughs> yes. Do not catch a falling knife. <laughs> mm. But he seems yes. to have done it. And I, I, I yes. think maybe he put a glove on first. <laughs> but you know he's he's got he's, he's caught it and and now it's just all about sharpening it that's right, right. So, that's right yeah catching it and then you realize you're holding you're holding excalibur <laughs> do you know what i think so, brobnar would approve of this analogy i think so mm. uh ed there is one thing about this deck we haven't told our lovely listeners yet oh the name <laughs> i just realized that uh, this is sofa match the spawn, or excuse me, not the sofa match, spawn of intertrunk. <laughs> mm. It doesn't roll off the tongue, does spawn, it, Zach? No, many, many don't. Sofa match, spawn of intertrunk. This, um, I, I actually enjoy blank spawn of blank names because somebody talked about a method of collecting Keyforge decks by name where you try to make the longest family line possible. So we have sofa match, spawn of intertrunk. And then we'd go look for intertrunk spawn of blank. 
and then keep following the line back up if at all possible. You could do a loop so, though, and then you could have something true. spawn of Soffer Match, and then you've got the circle <laughs> of Keyforge cards. That would be cool. That would be cool. All right. Uh, it, looking like Equidon is going to be our first, starting with the rares here. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that we have two houses Ed did not hear about on the last oh. episode. So this is this is I'm so exciting. Excited. This is so exciting. All right. All right. It's starting Brobnar. with an uncommon Brobnar. Okay. This is Feats of Strength. It's an action card at uncommon. It has a natural amber pip and an enhanced draw pip. Love where that's going. Mm. It says play for the remainder of the turn. Each time an enemy creature is destroyed in a fight, make a token creature. Oh, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, So the card name right is feats of strength. The flavor text says also arms of strength and hands of strength. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great. (laughs) Oh, word related puns. And bad humor. Two of my favorite (laughs) things. So good. So good. So no no rares, but that's fine. Ooh, here be the hooge. Yes. A Call of the Archons reprint. Six power play. Deal two damage to each other undamaged creature. So our token obviously will survive that. So that's great. Uh, Love that for clearing a whole bunch of annoying nerds who are, you know, just going to have cool passive abilities or whatever. Mm. So. No, love it. It's all about stomp. Stomp. Yep. Indeed. Card number three, Overrun. Amber Pip. Uh, this is a reprint from Worlds Collide. So, uh, yeah, don't hate it too much just because it's a Worlds Collide Brobnar card. If three or more enemy creatures have been destroyed this turn, your opponent loses two. We have a big, beefy Brobnar token. We have Hebe the Huge. So, we're only three cards and one reference card into this deck, but already this Overrun. Uh, might actually fire because it says if play if three or more enemy creatures have been destroyed this turn your opponent loses two so we would love that i feel like that could be the name for a combo the overrun combo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think so all right card number four in brobnar still in the uncommons another old Ooh, reprint but yes with do a... you recognize this one yeah with yeah. an enhancement um, on it yeah uh, so, Unguarded Camp, it's an action play for each creature you control in excess of your opponent. A friendly creature captures one. Each creature cannot capture more than one amber this way. It has an amber pip naturally and then a damage pip, which is cool. Oh, it's nice to have Brobnar back. They're like a, yep. a warm, cozy jumper. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So, we have Feats, feats of Strength. Uh, feats of Strength is a great combo with Unguarded Camp already. Uh, because if we have a warrior sacrifice itself and kill an enemy creature, uh, we make another token creature and we get to capture an amber with an unguarded camp onto it. So, so far, lots of good synergy here. So far, lots of good synergy here. Uh, I love, I love, I mean, I know you haven't seen much of it yet, but Winds of Exchange Brabnar is just so fun to play. I hear it's the band so makes an appearance. Yes, breaking, breaking. Mm. Uh, no breaking in this deck so far. So we didn't get the rare that pulls okay. all of them. But. Despite teasing us in Worlds Collide with the box art. Right. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Funnily enough. Okay, card number five from Brabnar here. Uh, 
vow of blood. Ooh. There is uh, a Brobnar warrior sitting next to uh, a wounded or deceased Brobnar warrior. They're very angry and they're holding a big amber powered sword. So this is enhanced with two damage pips. Ooh. Play deal two damage to each damaged enemy creature. There's an amber pip. We have this with Hebe the Huge. That's Great. excellent. Great. Hebe the Huge will go ahead and damage everybody else. I love that. Great. And is that the first amber-powered sword we've seen in the Keyforge world? Uh, I'd be surprised if it was, but you know, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't tell you if if we'd seen uh, another one yet. Because it's like the lightsaber of the Keyforge universe. That's it really cool. is cool, but it's got its own vibe. I like that. I, and I, I know that Ghost Galaxy in designing, in designing these, they're all like old school nerds uh, who are like masters of the industry. So like they might be they might stay away from like swords and shields and um you know katanas as like upgrade weapons but man do I want some swords and shields and katanas and other weapons like as upgrades <laughs> like mm. just give somebody a sword like how cool would that be yeah anyways that's that's just the middle school nerd in me the sword so, from vow of blood yeah yes yes i want the sword from vow of blood i want to put it above my mantle uh, Brobnar card six, another vow of blood. Oh, with a card draw. With a card draw, fantastic. So, uh, if we get any more, it is nice that they're they're um, synergizing with themselves since they have uh, since they give enhancements, and we've got one in unguarded camp here already. So, um, we'll see where the rest of it lands. Definitely works with Hebe. Oh yes, yes okay, so yeah. much vow of blood. So much valve blood synergy here. This is fire spitter. Oh, uh, the flavor text, of course. Guess how he got that name. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's been enhanced with a capture icon and a damage pip. A fire spitter, of course. The five power, one power, or five power, one armor uh, creature giant uh, with before fight deal one damage to each enemy creature. So, um. Lots of board wipe synergy here, and then uh, overrun and unguarded camp to to for some payoff. It's interesting to see how many returning creatures there are in Brobnar mm. and in Mars. I wonder if that's a purposeful thing, just to kind of ground the uh, the returning houses. Yeah, I really enjoy the selections they made of reprints that. Mm. Uh, synergize well with the new cards and the token mechanic totally. like fire spitter obviously such a good pick because i mean it could just wipe a board of, of puny tokens and it's still a good card outside of that and and in keyforge you've got that ability to breathe new life into existing cards in a way mm. that you just yes. don't really have in different games um particularly with you know alliance being kept to one set now you know you can't can't right. necessarily break break out of it so um so they all feel very different where, wherever yep. they are uh and ed i will say this is the third fire spitter i've pulled in all of my winds of exchange decks mm. i have yet to pull an unenhanced fire spitter <laughs> oh, wow. all of my fire spitters have enhancements <laughs> that's a that's a weird thing Which but is that's cool. cool that's very yeah. cool i love seeing old cards with enhancements mm, me too all right that was card number seven uh card number eight 
Mike Club. <laughs> what were you saying about sort of you want you want encoutrements, uh, Brobnar yes. encoutrements <laughs> with uh, uh, that, that make you happy at a, a very sort of uh, wow. Well, that is a yep. mighty club. Uh, yes, Mike Club has action ready and enrage a creature. Uh, and of course, some pop culture reference in the flavor text. The first rule of the Mike Club is the one who holds the Mike Club makes the rules. I can see that. I think that's yep. sensible. Yep. Uh, funnily enough, we've only seen two Brabnar creatures so far. Worrying. Uh, Mike, Mike Club is, is handy. Um, and we do have the token, of course. But... Yeah, we've got some token generation, but not too much. Yeah. All right. Next is Pelf. Ooh, what's He's that? a goblin. He is, he's got a little goblin. He's swinging a hammer into something real hard. He's doing good work. Pelf is a three-power goblin with skirmish, so no damage on return when he fights. And he has, after fight, your opponent loses one. So some repeatable amber control. Great. Which is great. And another yeah. another body in Brobnar. Yes, another body in Brobnar for the Might Club. A good fight effect. Uh, it is going to combo well with... Um, but Pelf repeated Pelfing with Mike Club and uh, let's see, Overrun uh, could definitely mm. lose somebody a lot of Amber all in one turn here. So that is card nine. Two more Brabnar cards. Press Gang with a damage pip. It says make a token creature. If an enemy creature was destroyed this turn, archive Press Gang. Nice. Uh, you know what my favorite play is going to be? with uh, this particular press gang enhanced with a damage pip, Ed. Go on. <laughs> is uh, destroying an enemy creature for the first time in the turn with the damage pip, so then I get to archive the press gang. <laughs> oh. That's going to be fun. That's a great chat. That's a great yeah. chat. Particularly with token creatures, that might actually come up quite a lot. Yeah, that's right. That's right with Interset. So that's a, a good enhancement on the press gang, yeah. I think. Could uh, set it up maybe with one of the other cards. And then I believe, uh, yes, last Brabnar card, Shock Herder. Ooh, that's new. Yes, it's riding some sort of beast. It's uh, a goblin with a, a shock prod hurting some, some other sort of beasts. Three power goblin, deploy, play, ready, and fight with a neighboring creature. Okay, great. Yeah. So some classic Brabnar. Um, so it's uh, it's a ganger chieftain with deploy, and it's mm. uh, given up two power for for that deploy keyword there. But, but that's so that's fantastic because that's you know that's yeah. what you want that for. You want a body in this deck, and you you want the flexibility with a ganger chieftain. Sometimes that you don't have. Yeah, yeah, great for sure, for sure. So so far, this Brabnar looking good at clearing the way for those warriors to be able to reap having no enemy creatures in play. And uh, on top of that, we've got five Amber Pips in here with two draws, a capture, and two damage. Solid. With a Might Club, Shock Herder, and four creatures. So, total. Yeah. So far, so good. Okay. That would, uh, yeah, this would, this would carry anybody to victory in a, uh, in a big tournament for Sealed. That's a, that's a very good Brabnar there. Okay. So... All right, uh, I'm hoping we get Equidon next for you, Ed. Ooh. Oh, wait, no, another right. Shock Herder. Did I miscount? <laughs> two Shock Herders. Hold on, one, two, 
Let me make sure. Okay, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Yes, as suspected, I just can't count, and I have two shock herders. So I'm, I'm sorry to hear um, that, Zach. <laughs> five Brabnar creatures. Uh, two of them are shock herders, which is awesome. Great. Which is awesome. That's fantastic. Love a good double. All right. Hopefully no more surprises here. Ooh. Ah, yes. We're into Equidon. Oh, this is one of the most Equidon cards in Equidon, Ed. Okay. In- uh, this, insurance yes. policy. Yes. It has play, mm. lose one. It's an upgrade. And it says, this creature gains destroyed. If it is not your turn, gain four amber. Oh. oh. Yeah. So it's a conditional gain three where if the creature blows up, if you're basically, if your opponent blows the creature up, uh, you get four amber. That is fantastic card. You just put it yep. on your your danger, danger creature mm-hmm. and yeah, or a pit lord. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, a great mm. card, very, a very cool one. And yeah, you just put it on your threat so that you get paid. Uh, you get paid for them dealing with your threat. It's amazing. <laughs> Which is awesome. I yeah. can't work out the art, Zach, but it looks amazing. Yeah, so the art is a uh, Gretrukia, which is the kind of uh, insectoid, insect and humanoid person with these kind of big kind of canopy shells that wrap around their head. And they are holding a large uh, butterfly wing umbrella. A Gretrukoid. So, yeah, uh, gr- gr- uh, Getruchia. Getruchia. Yeah, is the main species in mm. in Equidon. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Insurance policy. Great way to start here. Super thematic, rare for Equidon. So a great, a great first one for you. Okay. <laughs> Market oh, crash. No. Oh, which well, it's, it's it's all a little bit. You know, this is the stuff you see in the day. You kind of want to come away from this when you play Keyforge. <laughs> Um, but at least it puts a positive spin on it (laughs) oh oh my gosh okay so action card right and it is taking a literal interpretation of market crash (laughs) there is a a sled market of some kind crashing into a storefront and i love this flavor text it says my widgets (laughs) (laughs) which for people my age and older so ed i don't know if you ran into this in like when you were at uni uh widgets used to be the default word, and honestly, given the average age of a Keyforge player, you probably know this, but widgets used to be the default word for economics yeah. if you just needed a nonsense thing. A widget wasn't anything specific. A widget actually meant, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm talking about the concept of a thing somebody might sell, right? And, and it um, was the name for like add-ons on websites and things. If you were building your website, you'd have widgets. It might be like put like facebook or twitter on your website or something making mm-hmm. widgets um yeah yeah so fun card uh, so this one says destroy each non-token creature gain two chains mm-hmm. so this is a board wipe mm-hmm. it's gonna which is uh, amazing cross set with my warriors in here who can't reap if there's unless there are no enemy creatures in play just to make a really, really bad financial joke here, I think um, it's, it's ironic that it's the token creatures that stay because it's normally those kind of um, innovative token style investments that are the first to, the first to go to zero <laughs> the when the market suffer, crashes. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. 
So that's an uncommon for Equidon here. That's a, another or a board wipe for us. All right, here's where some of our enhancements have been coming from. Mm. This is Steward Sue Uzain. She is a human artisan, two power, and all she does is give enhancements of two amber and draw. Wow. The look yeah. of these is quite similar to Brobnar. Oh, some of the, yeah, it's definitely some warmer colors. Yeah. Definitely like some that. warmer colors in the palette. Um, brown and kind of a dark, very dark kind of brick-hued red. Uh, mm. And Brobnar, Brobnar, um, really the yellowish Brobnar background of the text box is the biggest distinguisher there. Mm. It's welcome, yeah. though. It's welcome. Yeah. Nice warm colors. Yep. So enhancements, always love seeing those. And I don't believe we've seen, we haven't seen the uh, amber bonus, like enhanced pips yet. So we'll get to see where those end up. All right, Equidon card number four for Sofa Match Spawn of Intertrunk. The Visible Hand. <laughs> someone, someone did economics and yes. they are absolutely loving all of these puns. Um, so the flavor, so the flavor Adam text Smith on The Visible crying. Hand is... Because customers kept bumping into the invisible model. <laughs> uh, this is play, make two token creatures. Reveal your hand to your opponent. Oh, man. So Reveal your hand. Oh, my goodness. It's like layers <laughs> on layers of the joke. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you're show yeah, so many layers here, invisible hand, and I've had great success with this. Half the time I'm playing it in one of my other decks, I only have one or two cards left in hand anyways. So uh it's a great cost for making two token creatures. It's fantastic. It really yeah. All right, card number five in Equidon. Trading Frenzy. Trading Frenzy comes with an amber pip. It says it's an action card. A friendly creature and an enemy creature capture three from their opponent. Mm. So some amber control. Great to play when you're lower on amber. Of course, you're getting that pip anyways. That's going to get captured. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And if you have creatures that might want to do something with the amber, you can tr control where it goes. So ends up being a good trade. Oh, yeah. And I love the art. I love the mm -hmm. art. That's fantastic. Yep, that's a, an old Gatrukia sitting in the middle of a very busy marketplace, and the flavor text is, when all shell breaks loose, it pays to keep your head and drink your tea. Oh. <laughs> oh. Very good. I mean, that's uh, almost like a British saying, right? It really <laughs> does sound British to, to, my, to my American ears. <laughs> the less cheesy version of keep calm and carry on. Right. Um, <laughs> For sure. For sure. That is card number five. Equidon mm -hmm. card number six. Halfway through. Uh, I'm not even going to be... I'm Okay, I'll try to pronounce this. Shizyoku Swapper. Whoa. So, Swapper, really. Uh, do you know what? I'm impressed with that pronunciation. Um, I was really struggling. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to look up uh, these, these, uh, these kind of character asset... These character accents I'm unfamiliar with. I'm going to need to look up these character accents I'm unfamiliar with. I'm sure they have uh, some direction for me on how to say those vowels there. But uh, this is a creature. Uh, it's got a damage pip on it, which is fantastic. It's one power, five armor. After mm. fight, swap control of this creature and the creature it's, it fights. Both creatures must survive the fight. 
What, what's uh, the art? The art uh, in the foreground is a dinosaur being swapped control of, I assume, in the battle line. And in the uh, far further away is a, a stealthy, swift-looking Gotrukia, who apparently has this power to swap positions with an enemy creature. Okay. Uh, and fantastic with trading frenzy, which uh, you can just capture onto swapper and then swap it <laughs> with something that doesn't Whoa. have uh, doesn't have amber on it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah very cool. Very cool. Uh, that is card number six. Card number seven, belligerent guard. This is an eight power giant. It says belligerent guard enters play. Ready play. Your opponent draws a card. So that's uh, that's some another variation on the Equidon, yeah. uh, you know, trade there. Your opponent drawing a card for this coming in ready. So pretty cool. And eight power gives some bulk as well to to round out our Brobnars. Yes. Oh, for sure. I don't know if we have any giant synergy, but it is cool that this is uh, also a giant. So, yep, uh, a good a good workhorse common there. Mm-hmm. Not hap- not unhappy to see that. Aha. Oh no! Oh, what? the enhancement did not land well here. Sadly. Oh no! Yes, so this is closed door negotiation, which has a natural amber pip, and then this one is enhanced with an amber pip. Love the art, so creative, it so is. creative. They've come up with another new race that doesn't look like something that's straight off TV. Yep, for sure. Yes, yeah, the two Gertrukia, uh, uh contemplatively discussing a few things in a bowl here. Uh, and some of you will be familiar with this. This says, play, your opponent draws a card. Steal one amber. If you do and your opponent still has more amber than you, trigger this effect again. Mm. So it's bait and switch. It's original bait and switch, except uh, you're giving your opponent a card for every amber stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this will always trigger once, which is great. So when I play this, it'll be... I gain three total, um, stealing one from them. Uh, but it will just uh, it will slow itself down, stealing by one with that enhancement. Three is still strong. Yeah, it's still a very good card. Still a very good card. That was Equidon number eight. Equidon number nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. More economics. <laughs> More economics. Mass mass buyout. Mm. Uh, play destroy each creature each player gains amber equal to half the number of creatures they controlled that were destroyed this way rounding up yeah i guess then you want this straight after another board wipe yeah yeah um it's a great value because you're only giving half an amber per creature so it's usually not too bad to hand over to the opponent uh, that much, so it's a it's good value for a board wipe, especially with no chains. All right, Equidon card number ten, mm-hmm. another Ooh. mass buyout. <laughs> there, there will be no creatures on no, the board uh, no. often. <laughs> Which you, you, do you know what though? You haven't got that many creatures in Brobnar for a Brobnar lineup, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, these mass buyouts might just be hitting uh, smaller numbers of creatures. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next, we have Ornate Talking Tray, mm. an artifact with an amber pip. It has Omni, destroy Ornate Talking Tray, make a token creature. 
Mm. which is nice. Uh, sometimes this comes with something to recur it, uh, recur it to, to hand. Okay. I'm not sure if this deck will. Yeah. Oh, this gives you at least control over when you do it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the, yeah, the, um, the amber pip on it is good. Yeah. Mm. Yes, indeed. Uh, so that is Equidon card number uh, 11. So last Equidon card here in our commons. Mm. Shrewd Investor. Yes. Play. You may have your opponent gain one amber if you do capture four. So that is a four power elusive creature. A Gratukia in front of a whole lot of holographic screens with a big smile on their face. Gosh, that's a high capture. The number of capture seems to have gone from three to four. For mm. I feel like four is a large number. But four is four is a large number. This one, of course, is like you know capturing three of the original amber, introducing another amber into it. Yeah. Um, on on demand here, but mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, that's just four uh, creatures in this Equidon. So pretty low with uh, three <laughs> three board wipes, a uh, number of capture and some token and uh, insurance policy and and a quite a bit of tokenizing as mm. well. So. I love the theme and flavor of Equidon. I think I, I'm going to need to play it almost to understand what they do mm. and yeah. how it how it works within the context of other houses here. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, their their general theme is uh, exchanges, and because you're the active player, you can usually tend to make those exchanges uneven. So yeah, uh, very crafty, very crafty. So that is Equidon. Which itself is part of the joke. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, back into Equidon, we're still on the, or um, still back into Unfathomable. Still on the hunt for that one last Amber Enhancement Pip, starting with our rares. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'm not too happy about this. No? The Wiki Kraken. Yeah, I've just never, I've never been able to play this dang dang creature mm. <laughs> 12 power 12 power beast it says play exhaust to friendly unfathomable creatures if you do not destroy two wiki kraken after fight after reap deal two damage to a creature with two splash Ooh. so who knows maybe this is the deck that'll actually get to play it but uh i don't have a deck with this one in but it does definitely feel like an ed card something that is yes very very specific requiring specific things that maybe doesn't do much, but the act of actually right. getting it out on the field feels unstoppable. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. Like the 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 effect is fine. Twelve power with the after reap after fight, but yeah, it's just very hard to actually have two infathomable creatures ready and then say, you know, it's worth it to play the kraken. What about so, against the key kraken? Uh, <laughs> that might be worth it. That would actually almost certainly be worth it for some. Uh, Cracking on on cracking strategy there. Yeah, I think that would be absolutely <laughs> cracking. <laughs> Next card. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it's not a double. All right. Oh, we've seen yes. this before. We have Fisaloha. Damaged creatures do not ready during the ready card step. The four power one armor Aquin with enhanced two damage pips. Mm, I can see so, it so much better now. I do not know what art description I gave earlier, but it was it it was wrong, but also kind of not wrong. It's it's actually uh, slightly more terrifying when there's more light on it. 
Mm-hmm. Ancient Egyptian unfathomable octopus or uh, Lovecraftian octopus was the mm. general description last time. Yeah. So lots of damage pips here. We've got a Hebe the Huge. So depending on what we're doing with our board, it'll definitely shut everything down. But uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that ends up being a good combo. Unfathomable card number three, an enhanced Thunder Toe. So this has the other Amber Pip. So it's got two on it total. It says play exhaust two creatures, deal two to each exhausted creature. Mm. So a Dark Tidings reprint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, I always think, okay, Thunder Toe, treat it like it has alpha. Because if I play a creature, then I have to damage my own creature. So <laughs> Damage is the name of the set, really, isn't it? It really is. Mm. Two Amber really is, is. Is, is worth it to do a bit of self-inflicted damage, though. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. Depending on your board setup. Unfathomable number four. Mm. We have Bubbles. Oh. The return of Sir Bubbles with uh, a damage pip, which is uh, pretty good on a Bubbles. It has play, of course, put an enemy creature on top of its owner's deck. Five power Aquan. Yep. And that that sweet, sweet damage pip as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. So Bubbles, some great bounce there. Uh, some fun control. Number five, another Bubbles. Ooh, Fantastic. Love Doubles. We are going to be slowing down those creatures for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Adult, <laughs> adult Swim. <laughs> Put each creature with power three or lower on top of its owner's deck in a random order. Uh, what's great about that is that our only three power, our token is four power. We have double shock herder and pelf, which would love to be archived together. Um, my goodness. And then it's just swapper and the steward in yeah. Equidon. So uh, there may be things where I actually kill off the steward <laughs> so that I'm just archiving those Brabnar creatures. Or uh, not archiving, but putting on top of decks. All right, that is uh, halfway through Unfathomable. Next we have, ooh, ooh, Covetous Hema. That's slightly terrifying art. It is It is pretty terrifying art, that's for sure. Yeah, an eel. An eel with an awful lot of uh, straps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And very buff. Uh, three power Aquan while Covetous Hema is not on a flank. It gains elusive. Play capture three. So there's that standard capture amount. Although there's not going to be many creatures in this game on the board for very long, as you quite rightly point out. So <laughs> not yes, sure how, very much how, not. how that's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. Then we have, ooh, initiation. Make a token creature. If you have fewer than four cards in your hand, archive initiation mm. so, Interesting. unfathomable looking at its own hand there yeah so this is the archive recurring token creature making yeah yeah uh, but for unfathomable so you want unfathomable almost with this card to be your first house yes i need to be playing at least three cre- uh three cards out of hand for this to even for this to even think about triggering or archiving at the very mm. least. It'll always make a, a token creature on play. I'd love to see so. the stats on how, how often realistically that's going to happen and whether it's worth it. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. It still gets you a token creature on play if like, you know, you have to just play it with one or two cards in the early game. But yeah, we'll see how often that fires. Mm. 
another hey. initiation. Two. This one has a damage pip on it. Yeah, I wonder. Cool. I'm not sure how good this is in doubles purely because it's so specific, right? And actually, having right. two means that you're less likely to get the effect of one of them. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Less likely to get both, but yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll have to see how it plays. I've not had any decks with that quite yet. All right, unfathomable card number ten. Oh my gosh! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> third <Zach>. initiation. <laughs> oh, I think we got ourselves a reversal here. Um. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, the token is for power and loves to fight. So yeah, uh, well, we'll see. We'll just see. as long as it's not like a keyforge uh, initiation for new players, because I think right that wouldn't be a bad, exp- a good experience having that unfathomable uh, pod. Yep. Uh, so that's three initiations. Our second to last card is Kamalani, four power Aquan creature, destroyed, make two token creatures. Mm. That uh, I enjoy that quite a bit. That's uh, we definitely have a lot of ways to get uh, to get warriors out onto the board here. Yeah, which is cool. Trade one four for two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then last but not least, nope. Ah, uh, Keltmander. That's where those that other draws oh. came from. So five power Aquan with enhanced capture and draw, draw. And it is enhanced with one of its own draw pips, which is fantastic. Mm. Uh, the, this, is, this art is a direct reference to American Gothic. So there's two Aquans standing next to each other with a pitchfork um, imitating American Gothic, the, the uh, painting of a farmer and his sister standing in front of their, their farmhouse. Ah, so. I know the one. I know yeah, the one. yeah. It's a fantastic piece of art, actually. Yeah, it really is. I'm not sure why that ended up on uh, on uh, kelp minder. I guess maybe they're minding the kelp, um, and so that's why they they got the art in that direction. It was, it's a funny choice. I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So but. Zach, are you excited to play the uh, something spawn of something? <laughs> match spawn of intertrunk yes i'm really excited by the brobnar uh the equidon is interesting a few just a few of the like bouncing and exhausting tools that we like to see um initiation is fine i guess it gives a token creature uh i'm really interested to see this deck's relationship with its token uh, how much is it going to be using that token how much does it want to make that token um, how often can we keep the board clear to actually reap out with a big board of warriors? So, um, a lot of, yeah, these, a lot of winds of exchange decks do love to fight for the board. So it'll be very interesting to see what kind of matchups this has, you know, does it have an advantage if the board is just staying empty? Does it really like to, to fight, to fight a bit more and to bounce things? Will there ever <coughs> be creatures on the other side of the board? We, there might not be. So, <laughs> Uh, depending on on how this deck draws. So, uh, excited to try it, though. Very excited to try it. I think the the number of token generators we have, uh, just counting the cards, because Kamalani makes two, we have, uh, or I could count on, like, one cycle how many tokens are made. Uh, So that is is five... 
Uh, that is five just in Unfathomable, six, uh, seven, eight. That is eight already before we even get to the Brabnar, nine, uh, and then ten with feats of strength, uh, it looks like. So we have a Brabnar token, and most of our token making is not in Brabnar. So, which is pretty interesting, which is pretty interesting. interesting. Uh, I think good for the deck, actually. Yeah, 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 because you're essentially putting out creatures when it's not the turn that you're going to be using them. Yeah, that's right. We'll mostly be making those token creatures in Unfathomable and Equidon, and then going over into Brabnar to, uh, to use them, hopefully. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, so that is Sofa Match Spawn of Intertrunk. Brobnar, Equidon, and Unfathomable. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to get some of these Winds of Exchange decks into my hands. It'll be soon enough. Be soon enough. Yes, soon soon enough. Soon enough. Hopefully we'll have those timelines from Ghost Galaxy uh soon on, on that on that fulfillment and that'll they're be They're doing an amazing job. There seems to be yeah. news every week. I don't know how they're doing it. So yeah. I will be I will be patient to get some Keyforge into my hands. I don't think it's about speed. I think it's about sort of building for that long term. So yeah, very, sure. very exciting. For sure. Well, dear listener, thank you so much for joining us for the second uh, fresh deck discovery. Our first one where both Ed and I are on the mics and kind of open a new sealed deck together. It was an awful lot of fun. We thank you so much for joining. Uh, remember to make sure you're subscribed on your app of choice so you get any new episodes as they come. Uh, and if you're feeling so inclined, leave us a review. Those help people when they're looking for podcasts see uh, what what is really uh, worth their time. And so we've, we've, we're very thankful for the reviews we've gotten so far. Uh, we are active on Twitter at Call of Discovery. You can always email us at podcast at callofdiscovery.com. And of course, uh, we have our Patreon. We have a Discord, and we also post updates to the the uh, Patreon posts as well, in case you're not on Discord. The Discord is just for patrons, and we talk about our future guests on there and get questions from our patrons. And so you have advance notice and get to uh, get questions in for those people, which is an awful lot, an awful lot of fun. So we appreciate all the support in the community we have there. Uh, and of course, remember, there's that new player guide on Arcana Arcana. Whether you are new or you've got new players around you, remember to grab that link. We've got it in the description and use that to get people on board and diving into the wonderful world of Keyforge. But most importantly, dear listener, if you know somebody who would enjoy Call of Discovery, please help them to discover it. Have you answered the Call of Discovery? Discovery.